0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. So many people have this idea that, you know, to date, you got to spend a lot, a lot of money and, you know, it's going to cost you a bomb and no matter how prudent you are, the moment you start dating, oh my goodness, your bank account is going to like go for a free fall. And. Maybe you're not wrong because relative to being alone, you're going to be spending a little more. But how do we then be smarter, you know, with our finances when we are going for dates? That is the question. And recently I have been dating. So it's really, really cool. And yeah, I've been learning along the way. I've been single for a really long time. So I'm glad that I'm finally in a position that I can share with you a little bit more about... How do you then be financially smart when you date? And that is the topic for today 3 financially smart tips when it comes to dating. So good morning everyone, I welcome you to another day with the financial coconut. In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it, ultimately empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. And today's topic, three financially smart dating tips. So, yeah, I firstly do not proclaim to be, like, some dating guru, uh, like, like I don't know a lot of stuff, still learning along the way, picking up the ropes, but I thought, you know, since many of us are, like, in our 20s and our 30s and... You know, relationship and money is the topic for this month. I thought, yeah, maybe we should talk a little bit about dating, especially when the dating climate has changed so much. You know, in our generation, you know, uh, we so I'm in my twenties, so late twenties. Uh, we we are the millennial generation, and we are born into this like rapid change kind of generation where we started out without computers, and then with and then internet came, and then like social media. So. We, we're we not like our friends in like 20s like now right like people in the 20s or uh, late teens they are born into the internet age they're born into smartphones so and we are not like the really old people okay maybe not really old i'm not very polite but but you get it huh yeah <laughs> those people that are like in the 40s 50s our parents era they had a long period of time when you know technology wasn't that much of a thing and yeah, dating has their own style. So we are in this like changing dynamics, right? This this period of change and dating has definitely changed over this course. And you cannot deny that you know digital dating is a thing. You know, people use Tinder, people use like Coffee Bagel, people use like Grinder, people use all sorts of different apps. You know that uh, you go out and date, and that 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 is that is you know one inevitable reality today where you just have to use apps because it just makes it very efficient actually if you think about it So yeah, if you're already attached, cool stuff, but I hope you listen on. You know, let's just, you know, pick our brains and see if we can have more tips for everyone else. And, you know, if you're in this process of dating, trying to find that person, you know, I've collected some points for all of us. And yeah, three points as usual. And the first point I'm going to share with you is first dates must always be short and low budget. Okay, what does that mean? So essentially, I pick this thing up from this lady called Christina Wallace. So if you go to YouTube or you go to Spotify, listen to podcasts, you know, I'm sure everyone knows TED, right? TED Talks. On TED Talks, there are like tons of people talking about like dating, you know, whether it's online dating, offline dating, or all sorts of stuff. So if you really want to learn more in depth about how to be better dated, you know, go go there. I think there are a lot of cool stuff. But there is this one lady, which is Christina Wallace, that left, you know, something that I actually end up adopting, which is called the zero date, like a zero date, you know, like the first date. And then there's a zero date, like the date before. Essentially, it is one hour, one drink. That's what she said. That's a zero date. And her her, her video on TED, uh, it's titled How to Stop Swiping and Find Your Person on Dating Apps. Right, so I thought it was really cool, and I actually used it. I adopted it, and I recommend to a lot of friends this strategy of zero date. Essentially, it is low commitment, low budget. One hour, one drink. I don't really like to drink, so one hour, one scoop of ice cream. But maybe you, one cup of espresso or or whatever you know. Cannot always ice cream. Not getting fatter and fatter. You know, tougher to date. <laughs> but yes, so that's the whole idea. One hour, one drink. Why? Because. You realize that online, you know, um, a lot of times, whatever you you put online, you write your biome, you write your description, and the algorithm picks it up, but it never really exactly prompts you that kind of person that you really want to have, you know, or some would say like online, you know, you never know who you're really meeting, right? So don't bother chatting with someone for too long. If someone seems like they can chat decently, then let's try to zero down and get the zero date. Meet one-to-one. Honestly, right, if you meet someone for the first time, in a few minutes, you kind of already get the vibe, Right, and in a few exchange of, of conversation, you will be able to tell, like, ah, okay, like this person we can continue to chat, or like this person, you know, a little awkward, I want to go. So, yeah, I, I think this is a great way of, of dating, very, very financially smart, and in fact, just very smart, whether you put it financially or not. Right, so uh, arrange to meet the person at your convenience and at their convenience, you know, just for short, like coffee or like a you know. Uh, ice cream you know short odd hour one hour kind of thing like eight o'clock nine o'clock after work or like 2 p.m post-lunch time or you know you want to have very very low kind of commitment to this kind of dates because come on man you gotta open up you know your time you gotta open up your 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 net wider so that you can meet more people right and at the same time uh, it's honestly super awkward right if you arrange to meet someone to have the first date, which is the makan, you know, you sit down together, you expect a one to two hours, two, three hours kind of kind of thing. And then the first five minutes, you're really super turned off because, you know, the photo and the person looks like a different... <laughs> you know, or just look super nice, you know, can chat, but, you know, when, when it comes to real life, you know, it's just so bad. And it's pretty common, so, yeah, we want to be smart. Go for the zero date one hour wandering right low commitment high frequency kind of thing right just do it everyone does that and i recommend that to quite a few of my friends and actually quite a few of them used it and you know some of them are actually dating now like serious dating you know Um, and and it's really really cool because it works and and when i see it, it is like financially super smart because you know how much can a cup of coffee cost six dollars uh, an ice cream is $6, you know. It's just very, very very easy way to verify the individual to then decide whether you want to further invest, right? Rather than you arrange for a meal, my goodness, it's so expensive and so awkward if it's bad, right? So, you know, do it, right? Zero date, first date must always be low budget and short. Which brings me to my second point. The second point to be financially smart when we are dating is to always AA, Always go Dutch, at least for the first few times that you guys are meeting, right? First 10 times, let's let's do 10 times. Why? Because I think that, you know, uh, society has reached a level where, you know, it is kind of given for both parties to be working, right? And we all want this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Ultimately, we all want to have like a financial, healthy financial life together, right? We want a beautiful life, we want a dream life, we want to create a family, etc. Whatever you want to do it, you cannot run away from finances. So right from the get-go, I feel that we need to set the expectations right. A lot of guys, especially um, still today, have a lot of, you know, uh, have this kind of, perspective that you know guys need to treat girls right you know or if you're in a guy-guy relationship go-go relationship whatever it is you know there's always this like masculine partner that needs to be the one treating you know, or, or in general, okay, these days our relationship very broad, very tough to define, but the idea is about adjusting expectations because right from the very, very start, you don't want to be on, on the grounds that you're always treating and it's it's a, it's firstly a very bleeding process and secondly, it's like you want the other party to also be committing, you know, financially because it is it is true that when someone commits financially that they feel, you know, um, the they feel the pinch, right? And when they feel the pinch, they actually do more, right? So I think that is extremely important and I'm not being like sexist or, or something, but you know if if especially ladies right, when we talk about when I know a lot of ladies these days talk about like you know you wanna be the independent women, equal rights, et cetera, et cetera, which is beautiful, but at the same time, if that is the case right, then you know tr- please don't expect guys to treat uh huh because across the board, I still hear a lot of people telling me, the guy must treat ma first time, must treat one. I was like, my goodness, seriously. Times have changed. You are making money. The guy's making money. Everybody's, you know, we're all making about the same and we're all trying to create a life together. So right from the get-go, set the expectation right always AA but of course if you're together and it's a stable relationship already then yeah you will be less calculative you know that's kind of how it works but right from the start don't bother treating right don't if money is what impresses the other person you know, then, then I don't know what to say, right? Uh, if, if someone say, but treat very gentleman, okay, there are many other ways to show that you are a gentleman. Open that door, you know, pull that seat, usher her in, usher him in, whatever, you know, just, yeah, it's not about paying for the bills, right? So always AA, right? Remember that. It brings me to my third point, which is practice small random gifting, I think this is very interesting and, you know, um, very smart if you ask me because you realise that, you know, these days there are, like, a lot of events, right? A lot of, like, holidays. You have Christmas, you have Valentine's Day, you have, you know, all sorts of activities to try to get you to spend. And a lot of these things, right, honestly have been over-commercialised, a lot of all these holidays. And it forms this expectation that you need to gift, but you also realize that during the holiday, uh, everything is very expensive. You go to the restaurant, it's two, three times the price. You buy a bouquet of flowers, it's like 10 times the price. You know why? Because people only buy flowers during that period of time. You know, or at least that's, uh, that is the common understanding. So everything becomes super expensive, and it's not like. It's it's honestly just a flower. It's it's a meal, right? It's not gonna like change this impression, change the impression of of the individual to you. And you're not gonna build really deep relationships. But what I observed is that when you start to gift, right, gifting is beautiful. It's a great way to show that you care and you show that you know uh, the person that you are interested in is within your you know sphere of thought. And when you start to give at random, right, you just buy, like, a pair of socks, you know, buy, like, you know, a pen, you see something interesting, buy a bag of chips, you know, because he or she said that they like that, you know, and then you just buy it because you just remember and you're really near. Of course, don't do it every day because it becomes a bit crazy. But, you know, do it random, small gifting. It really makes an impact because the person realizes that you remember them and you are listening to what they say. When someone say they like something, you know, like they really like Garrett popcorn, then just buy Garrett popcorn, Right, It's not very expensive. You buy it at odd periods of time and then just small little pack, give it to them and yeah, they will remember you because you remember them. So practicing small random gifting adjusts the whole game. There's no longer this expectation building up to like holiday, you know, Valentine's, need to give something. No, because you're already randomly gifting a lot of stuff and it can be made known in this relationship that, you know, we're not going to be funneling into consumerism right, we we, we care for each other, we want to get to know each other, and yeah, it's not about subscribing to this kind of holidays, right, so let them know that you care, let him or her know that you care through random small gifting, it's going to be super helpful for your day, and at the same time, it's going to be financially super smart, compared to like, you wait until Valentine's Day, and then the whole world is expecting a gift on Valentine's Day, and then, Yeah, you're going to cause a bomb and it's going to be crazy. So yes, three short tips for today and I hope you learned something, right? I'm going to sum it up. Three financially smart dating tips and the first tip is on the first dates, it must always be short and low budget. Practice zero date, all right? Practice zero date. If you want to hear more, please go to TED Talk and search for Christina Wallace. How to stop swiping and find your person on dating apps. I think that is really really cool. And the second tip is always AA. At least for the first few times that you guys are meeting, you know, you want to adjust adjust expectations right from the get go. You know, I'm not sure if it really fits you know the kind of description that you want but in my view I want to build a relationship where both of us are carrying the financial load in this in this relationship so to me right from the start we got to practice aa just expectations and the third point is practice small random gifting right these will let the other party know that you actually care about them and you're listening to them right and not build this expectation that you need to be gifting on special days and it will not burn your wallet right so these are the three financially smart tip smart dating tip and i hope you learned something useful today see ya hey i hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate it you took time off to better your life with a financial coconut Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated, and discussed. I hope you will share what you've gained with people you love, and I want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building a community of financially savvy coconuts. I hope together we can fulfill our curious minds and our desire for clarity. Email me at thefinancialcoconut at gmail.com. Message me on Facebook or join our Telegram group. Just search The Financial Coconut. I will do my best to address your questions in a future podcast series, especially if many people are concerned about the same topic. With that, have a great day ahead, stay tuned next week, and always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear, and sustainable for all.